Hello, and welcome to Living Life Squirrel, a podcast about living and loving life with ADHD. My name is Robin, and I am your host. I'm a woman who was diagnosed with ADHD at 39 after living most of my adult life not knowing I had the condition. This podcast is meant to dispel the myths about ADHD based on my own experience and what it feels like for me and looks like to my family and friends. Today, I want to talk about unfulfilled potential. A friend I worked with in my 20s listens to Living Life Squirrel. She shared that she had recently been diagnosed with ADHD after her daughter was diagnosed. I asked how she was doing, and she said that while she's grateful to have learned of her diagnosis and that she now has medication that is working really well, she feels sad for her younger self. I can totally relate to this statement. There's a clip in the 2017 movie The Circle starring Emma Watson and Tom Hanks that rings true for me. In it, Emma Watson's character is being grilled with rapid-fire questions to determine her suitability for a job at the firm The Circle. She's asked which of the Beatles she likes best, her thoughts on Velcro, whether she prefers quality or convenience, and what she's most scared of. Her answer to her biggest fear? Unfulfilled potential. This statement, or fear, is very common among people who are diagnosed later in life with ADHD. And of note, Emma Watson herself has ADHD. But back to unfulfilled potential. This feeling of never achieving enough is something I know resonates with me as well as many of my later in life diagnosed peers. Many people with ADHD share stories of feeling ambitious and having many goals, but struggling to reach their potential. There's a gap between what they want to do and what they actually achieve. And there can be a few reasons for this. People with ADHD often have many passions and they spread themselves too thin. So when they haven't found their passion, they never really get good at one thing. They have challenges attaining their goals because there's just so many of them. They may also throw themselves into new hobbies or plans with unbridled enthusiasm and energy, only to lose interest and move on to something else. Being successful at something is often a slow process, and taking baby steps toward a goal can feel tedious when you have ADHD, and your brain is on overdrive and you want to sprint to the finish line, especially when, in order to achieve your goals, you are expected to complete tasks that require a lot of thought and aren't as interesting. It can be overwhelming. A solution to this is to ask for help with the things you aren't good at so you can focus on the things you are good at. I've commented before that many of the most successful people have a team of individuals to help them manage aspects of their lives. Performers have business managers, writers have editors, CEOs have executive assistants. So why is there so much shame in asking for help? I started Living Life Squirrel using a basic podcast platform something easy I could use with just my phone. I learned to record episodes by speaking into my earbuds, hoping I didn't mess up too much or that there wasn't too much external noise as I didn't know how to edit episodes. But now my husband has stepped up as my fabulous unpaid producer and he happily and successfully edits my podcasts, which has made me more relaxed because I know I can mess up and just take a breath and he'll fix it for me, which has made things way easier for me. In a weird way, his stepping in to help has allowed me to just do my thing, my natural tendency of sprinting to the finish line without concerning myself with the baby steps. 
because the baby steps, the corrections, can come afterwards. I also have a really great mic now, so the sound is way better. Another reason individuals with late diagnosed ADHD worry about unfulfilled potential is that they know they're smart, but they've often been told throughout their lives that they don't have attention span. They need self-discipline to do what is needed. Think back to school, specifically post-secondary. You're given an assignment, like an essay, to draft weeks in advance and are expected to plug away at it in short periods to craft a final product for submission. But ask anyone with ADHD, and they'll say they often excel when it's crunch time, and they're hammering away at the essay the night before it's due. Their success, their drive, comes from the crisis they've created for themselves by procrastinating, meaning that when they do things last minute, they're firing on all cylinders and often submit an assignment that rivals or is often better than the assignments of peers who plugged away for weeks on end. It doesn't seem fair, but it's during those times of crisis that we excel. Our brains seek excitement. Our brains are great when things are interesting and exciting. But while procrastinating is good to fire our brains up and helps us hyper-focus, it can also impede our ability to achieve goals because relying on crisis to get things done isn't always possible nor sustainable. Life happens. Kids need help, the power goes out, a friend calls needing help, or you decide that instead of working on that last minute assignment, you'll rearrange the pantry instead. And when those with ADHD are relying on that last minute push to get things done and something comes up that prevents them from really using the hyperfocus, they can fail miserably. Another reason people diagnosed later in life feel they have unfulfilled potential is simply based on how post-secondary education is set up. I have spoken before about completing both my undergrad and master's degrees online. Both degrees were from reputable universities and the curriculum and expectations were the same as for those attending class in person. The difference was I was not subjected to long lectures when I was doing my classes online. Don't get me wrong. Professors have an incredibly difficult task of keeping students engaged while also helping them learn, but lectures were not for me. I had one sociology professor who referenced modern media with lyrics from popular songs and frequently showed television and movie clips in class. She was an excellent professor, and yet I struggled in her class. I loved everything she spoke about, but I couldn't figure out what was actually important. So I tried to memorize everything. I scrambled to take notes, often missing what she was saying because it was hard to write and listen at the same time. And I'm amazed I passed her class because of this. Other times I would find that my mind would wander in the middle of a lecture. I made the mistake of taking astronomy one year, which was held in a theater with dim lights. I feel really bad for that professor. He was really smart, and I'm sure he had a lot of interesting things to teach, but I could just not focus, and I dropped the class. I couldn't justify paying thousands of dollars just to have a daily nap during his class. I really didn't hit my groove academically until I began taking online courses. With online courses, I no longer relied on my frantically scribbled notes to figure out what was important. Notes were provided so I could actually listen to the odd and much shorter lectures. And I could fidget without interrupting my classmates, which helped me focus. ADHDers often give more effort than anyone they are compared to, 
but still get much less accomplished. And sadly, those with ADHD often have a lower college graduation rate, despite being intelligent, due to challenges like struggling with long lectures. I'm so grateful I gave online learning a try because it was honestly life-changing. Lastly, another reason many people with undiagnosed ADHD fear unfulfilled potential is because we struggle with perfectionism and the fear of failure. It's known that many performers have ADHD. I think a lot of this is that when you're a performer, you're stepping into another character and it's easy to let go and not worry about being perfect or being judged because you're playing a part or a role. But for those who aren't performers, the idea of being vulnerable and letting go can be daunting. People with undiagnosed ADHD may have spent their whole lives feeling lazy or stupid and adopt these negative views of themselves over time. An added challenge is when an individual with ADHD is gifted or academically successful, and they always assume they'll achieve great things and conquer the world. There's a tendency to feel like a failure who wasted their potential when they haven't done all the things they thought they'd do. I think for anyone diagnosed later in life with ADHD, there's both a sense of relief and knowing the why, but also a sense of sadness at how much easier life would have been had they known sooner. And while it's easy to dwell on the what ifs, I'm choosing to focus on the what now and work to normalize ADHD so our kiddos don't have the same struggles we did. Until next time, this is Robin and this is Living Life Squirrel, a podcast about how ADHD is more than a list of symptoms. If you have an idea, question, or comment, please write to me at livinglifesquirrel at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.